Your business gets to a certain size and the cracks start to emerge. Things you used to do in a day, they're taking a week. You have too many manual processes. You don't have one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000, 25, 1. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, and one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. Having all of your business's information in one place is a powerful thing because it allows you to make better decisions, which is why NetSuite's unprecedented offer to make this possible is something to take advantage of. Don't wait. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist, designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free, at netsuite.com strange. That's netsuite.com strange to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash strange. Hey, strangers. Today, we'd like to introduce you to a show that we think listeners to One Strange Thing will really appreciate. We're talking about The Conspirators Podcast. In each episode, your host, Nate Hale, an entirely fictional identity, as he likes to explain, brings you the strangest stories from history that your teachers never told you. You'll hear about serial killers, mysterious disappearances, cryptids, UFOs, unexplained mysteries, tragic events, survival stories, and much, much more. Your host, Nate, breaks down the historical facts behind each story and lets you, the listener, decide for yourselves the truth behind each tale. Because truth really is stranger than fiction. You'll hear the story behind the serial killer who terrorized Paris during World War II, find out the real story behind the Bermuda Triangle, or hear about the 19th century religious cult from Kansas who believed that drinking blood could bring them immortality. We're about to share with you a clip from a recent episode in which Nate weaves a terrifying tale about the most haunted castle in Europe. Be sure to follow The Conspirators wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released every other Monday. And now, here's a bit of episode 199, The Oubliette. Tokat is a province in Turkey along the Black Sea coast region, and it's a place that has a lengthy and sometimes dark history. At the end of the 12th century, it was conquered by the Seljuk Turks, and from there was incorporated into the Ottoman Empire in 1392. Among the most famous landmarks of Tokat that still remain today is the ruined castle that was built atop a series of steep hills overlooking the province. Back in 2009, restoration efforts began on the citadel. It was during this work when archaeologists broke through the walls of the lower level and made a surprising discovery. A twisting series of secret tunnels that led to a hidden dungeon. 
But this wasn't just any dungeon. It turns out this one in particular has a unique claim to fame. Back in 1442, the Ottomans captured two young princes named Radu and Vlad in order to ensure the loyalty of their father, who was a powerful leader in Wallachia. As I'm sure you can imagine, life down in the dungeon was not easy for the two boys. And it was there in this cold, dark prison where young Vlad grew to hate his Ottoman captors with an unbridled fury. This was the sort of hatred that was so great and so lasting that in 1462 the now-adult Vlad did something so utterly shocking it literally made a name for himself. This occurred as Vlad's forces retreated from a particularly fierce battle against the Ottomans. So what Vlad did was he ordered 20,000 people to be impaled on stakes outside the city of Targovist as a deterrent to the pursuing army. And it worked. When the Ottomans got a look at this horrific scene of a massive forest of rotting corpses impaled on spikes, they turned and fled back to Constantinople. It was because of this incident that Vlad Tepish III, who had spent several years of his childhood living in a dungeon, earned the nickname Vlad the Impaler. Although we know him today by another, even more infamous name that was taken from his father, Vlad Dracul. That name, of course, is Vlad Dracula. Contrary to popular belief, dungeons like the one that once held the real-life Dracula weren't actually all that common. Although books, movies, and role-playing games have given us the idea that every medieval castle all had some sort of elaborate torture dungeon hidden deep down below, that's actually not true. The medieval period wasn't really a great age for people to be imprisoned. More often than not, prisoners were either fined, mutilated, or put to death. Only the highest-ranking prisoners were ever incarcerated for any lengthy period of time. It would have been considered too expensive and time-consuming to feed and keep most commoners in such a fashion. The word dungeon comes to us from the French term donjon, which was a term that referred to the central freestanding towers of a castle known as a keep. It was in these keeps that sometimes high-ranking prisoners would be held on a short-term basis. Although in many instances, high-ranking nobles who were being held prisoner were allowed to walk freely around the castle. It wasn't until around the 13th century that some castle builders began installing cells that we would come to think of as a dungeon. Since castles were often constructed to house a noble's family and servants, space was at a premium. This meant that the dungeon cells would usually be built down in the basement levels underground. Although some castles would further conserve space by building cells into the walls or rooms of outside gatehouses. That doesn't mean there weren't places in castles, though, where people would suffer horrific torture. They were usually just smaller. One major space-saving innovation in dungeon building was something called the oubliette. This was taken from another French term, oublier, meaning to forget. And although most medieval dungeons weren't quite the horrific torture chambers we imagined them to be, the oubliette was something entirely different. This was typically a narrow pit in the floor with no light entering it, in which the prisoner would be thrown down into and forgotten about. These oubliettes were so tight and compact there was rarely room for the prisoner to be able to sit or crouch down. Only enough space to stand there and suffer. Sometimes lords would starve the victim, or if they were unlucky enough, they might have just enough food and water to be tossed down into the hole, that they might survive under the most terrible conditions. 
Imagine being forced to stand in a pitch black hole for months or even years. It's no wonder that so many of the people who were endured such torture were driven mad. There were plenty of unfortunate victims who died in the Oubliette. Some Oubliettes were built with spikes in the floor, which resulted in pretty much what you imagine when a prisoner was dropped into the pit. In many cases, the corpses were left down there to rot and be eaten by rats, which made it even worse when a new prisoner was tossed down into the pit to share the company of the decaying corpse, as well as the hungry vermin. There are many such stories of Oubliettes being used in castles throughout medieval history. But perhaps there is no more terrifying tale than the one that was built inside Ireland's Lep Castle. Not only does Lep Castle have one of the bloodiest histories in the Emerald Isle, but it's also a place that many people claim is the most haunted castle in the world. I'm Nate Hale, currently shackled to the desk inside my podcasting dungeon, and this is The Conspirators. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.